In Philippians chapter 3, we find these words recorded in verse 13 through 14. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Amen. This morning I want us to consider the, uh, the thought forward looking through spectacles of faith. Say that with me this morning. Forward looking through spectacles of faith. Amen. Amen. I also invite you at your leisure to read Uh, from the book of Exodus, chapter 12. A few weeks ago, I stopped for lunch at the Marietta Piccadilly restaurant. Many of you have also eaten at the Piccadilly. And you know Piccadilly plays music from the 1960s. That's that's the only place I know where you can go and hear 1960s music. Some of you weren't even born in 1960. But you can go to the Piccadillys and over its intercom you'll hear that old music. On that particular day, as I walked through the serving line, an old Neil Sadaka tune, Calendar Girl. <laughs> now, I know I'm giving my age away. <laughs> but old, old Neil Sadaka's tune was playing. That's an old song. And the singer's melodious voice lifted the lyrics. I won't sing it for you, but I just say the words. He said, I love, I love, I love my calendar girl. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, sweet calendar girl. I love, I love, I love my calendar girl every day of the year. Anybody remember that old song? <laughs> Somebody here. Emil, do you remember that old song? <laughs> That's an old one. Neil Sedaka. Neil Sedaka was a great songwriter, just for your information. He was a great songwriter, and uh, when I was a little boy, he was a very popular singer. But on that day, as quarter notes spilled into the air, words from that song got stuck in my head, and I started singing Calendar Girl. Did you know the American calendar in fact, all of the Western world, calendars for that matter, had its beginning with the religion and myth of ancient Rome. Did you know that? The Romans of antiquity believed in 
the pagan god Janus. Janus was the god of beginnings, mm -hmm. gates, transitions, time, duality, doorways, passages, and endings. Okay. The ancient Romans believed Janus had two faces. Mm -hmm. He simultaneously looked to the future and to the past. All right. In 1582, Pope Gregory made adjustments to the Roman calendar. January became the first month of the year. In 1752, the British and her colonies adopted the same timeline and it became known as the Gregorian calendar. So that's where we get our calendar from. For us, September, October, November, and December are the 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th month, respectively. But this was not the case before the Romans changed the calendar. These months were, September would have been the seventh month, October the 8th, November the 9th, and December the 10th under the system prior to the Romans' adjustments. And under that system, my birthday would be coming up pretty soon. <laughs> but unfortunately, uh, that system is not the system we use now. But what else normally happens in January? It's when we make our New Year's resolutions. The budget year for many businesses began in January. And like the Romans, we have ideas about looking forward and sometimes looking backwards. But the universal question for us is how best to use our time. How can we best use our time? How do we make our calendar more meaningful for us? How do we look forward with faith rather than backward with regret? Now let me see if I can add just a little bit more clarity to my meaning with this illustration. And I hope that you understand the illustration and it, it makes a point in your mind. All right. An American businessman was at a fishing pier in a small coastal Mexican village when a small boat with one fisherman docked near him. Several large yellow fin tuna were inside the small boat. Mm -hmm. yes, the American complimented the Mexican fisherman on the quality of his fish mm -hmm. and asked how long it took him to catch them. Right. Mm -hmm. The Mexican fisherman replied, only a short while. That's right. The American asked him, why didn't you stay out longer to catch more fish? I had enough to support my family's need, the fisherman responded. Yes, sir. 
The American asked the fisherman, how, how did you spend the rest of your time? And the fisherman said, I sleep late, fish a little, play with my children, take siesta with my wife, Maria, stroll into the village each evening where I sip wine and play guitar with my amigos. I have a full and busy life, senor. With a facial expression of scorn, the American said, hey, look, I'm a graduate of Harvard University with an MBA. I can help you. You should spend more time fishing. With the money you make, you can buy a bigger boat. From the proceeds of the bigger boat, you can buy several new boats. Eventually, you will have a fleet of fishing boats. Mm -hmm. Then instead of selling fish to the middleman, you can sell directly to the processor. Mm -hmm. Finally, you can open your own company. You control the product, processing, and distribution. Mm -hmm. You need to leave this small fishing village You can move to Mexico City or Los Angeles and eventually even New York City where you will run an expanding enterprise. The fisherman asked the American, but senor, how long will all of this take? Oh, about 15 to 20 years, said the American. But what will I do then, senor, Mm -hmm. asked the Mexican fisherman. And the American laughed and said, you can sell your company stock to the public. You'll become very rich. You'll make millions of dollars. Millions, senor? Then what do I do? And the American said, then you retire. Move to a small coastal fishing village where you can sleep late, fish a little, play with your kids, Take siesta with your wife, Maria. Stroll to the village in the evening. Sip wine and play the guitar with your amigos. That's what life seems like to me sometimes. We're just, just turning around, evolving, revolving, 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 and not really making progress because we keep looking backward rather than forward. How we use our time and manage our calendar is important. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't matter who we are or how we choose to use our time, our best opportunities are available when we look forward through eyes of faith rather than human eyes of regret and rather than human eyes of regression Mm -hmm. and rather than human eyes of retention. The Israelites looked back at the awesome blessings God had provided them with. The most significant benefit was their deliverance from centuries of slavery in Egypt. It was out of this experience that the celebration of the Passover became important in Judaism. With the Passover, they were about to witness 
an event their relatives and future generations would celebrate. The Passover became the most crucial time of celebration on their calendar. We have all spent time looking back, but our purpose is not served by looking back. On the other hand, when we look through spectacles of faith with a positive frame of reference, there are great opportunities for success. The scripture says in Psalms 103 verse 2 that we should forget not all of his benefits. But the question we ask this morning is, has the Lord given you benefits that are worthy of excitement? Has God blessed you real good? As I look back on life, I remember my struggles. I remember the ugliness of war. But life is better when we focus on the blessings God gives even in the presence of our darkest moments. The most productive thing any of us can do is perform forward-looking with our eyes of faith rather than looking back through the lens of dangerous and destructive human eyes. After all, you remember the story of Lot and his wife. God told Lot to get his family and get out of out of Sodom and Gomorrah area, that the whole area would be destroyed. And God said, don't look back. In other words, move on. Go to something different, something new that I've got planned for you. But Lot's wife was born in that region. And she was so accustomed to the things of that area that she just couldn't go without looking back. And the Bible says she turned to a pillar of salt. In other words, I think that story is trying to make an impression upon us that looking back is destructive to what can be. But if we look forward with anticipation of what God can do good in our lives, if we look forward, we can be much more improved. Once the Apostle Paul was an enemy of the church, You wouldn't think that when you read all of those letters that he wrote to churches that he built. But Paul had been an enemy of the church. It was Paul who was going to Damascus for the purpose of shutting down the church at Damascus. And then on the road called Straight, he had an encounter with the Messiah, the Son of God. And then he never looked back. He looked forward from that point forward and he became he became a great supporter and builder of the church. In his writings the Apostle Paul used the conjunction and Mm -hmm. in a way that didn't separate the actions of two clauses Mm -hmm. but instead linked two thoughts. For example he said forgetting what lies behind and straining toward what lies ahead, this suggests to us that the phrases forgetting and straining toward are not separate, but are rather a one faith action. Mm -hmm. Forgetting the past and straining toward 
the call of Christ. One faith action. The 20th century Quaker theologian Elton Trueblood once called Anne the Holy Conjunction. He emphasized his thought in essential subjects like crisis humanity and divinity, the inner life of devotion and the outer life of service. So and becomes a holy conjunction. He pointed to Jesus' statement regarding the great commandments, which says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But it was the late M. Scott Peck, a psychiatrist and best-selling author, and I studied M. Scott Peck when I was in seminary. But Peck wrote a lot about religious themes, and he took the idea of the Holy Conjunction further. He argued that the ability to integrate faith and reason constitutes integrity. Dr. Peck wrote instead of an either-or style of thinking, we are seeking both and thinking. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to get rid of reason, but promote reason plus reason and mystery. Reason and emotion. Reason and intuition. Reason and revelation. Reason and and wisdom, reason, and love. You see how he links that, those ideas together with that holy conjunction, and yes, Maybe we ought to consider using that holy conjunction more in our lives. That's right. And if we do, we might be better empowered to look forward through spectacles of faith. Right. Dr. Peck goes on to say, The Holy Conjunction allows us to envision a world where a business can make a profit, but also be ethical, where government can promote political order and social justice at the same time, where the practice of medicine occurs with technological proficiency and compassion, where we can teach children about both science and religion. Don't you think we'd have a better community, a better society if we did that? Yes, sir. I mean, look, we, we've got, we've got a, a bad set of circumstances going on in our country. We've got politicians, and I'm not calling any names, but politicians who can't get past a deceased politician. <laughs> Why can't they just forget about that and move forward? But it keeps looking back and reminding folk about how he didn't like somebody. What kind of society do we have? We've got a society when a priest stands in the pulpit to to preach and somebody comes in the pulpit with a big, looks like a big Jim Bowie knife and tries to bring physical harm to him. If we can insert that holy conjunction and in our lives and look at both sides of an issue, we may have a much better 
opportunity to improve ourselves rather than continuing to hurt ourselves. The holy conjunction is more necessary than ever today. It allows one to be politically conservative and at the same time an advocate for social justice. Or one can be politically liberal and promote personal responsibility. Dr. Peck believed, as did the Apostle Paul, that the holy conjunction is the conjunction of integrity. It is crucial for us to remember that forgetting and looking forward can be productive when we consider our purpose with one action and can look forward through spectacles of faith. And I, I just want to close by letting you know mm-hmm. that we serve a God who desires for us to look forward. Amen. There are many challenges in our world, yes. Amen. There are many opportunities to fail in our world, yes. Yeah. But there are great opportunities for us to move forward and grow in the grace of God and become all that God would have us to be. How do I know this? I know this because God lifted me. It's like the hymn writer said, I I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shores, verily deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry and from the waters lifted me, not safe am I. Yes, sir. We need to learn how to look forward through spectacles of faith. And if we do that, our lives would be much improved. Amen? Amen. 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 Amen.